0: All right. So I've I've already introduced you. So um okay, you're you're a man who's t- who's well traveled. How ma- how many different countries have you traveled to at this point? I don't know, somewhere around 50. And uh out of that certainly some some interesting experiences, experience in different cultures. Um what, what are some cool lessons learned or or adventures along the way
1: I mean it really depends you know you look at sort of the two and a half decades that I've been traveling internationally and you and i I, I think some of those some, some of the lessons have changed over the years right so you know initially you know it's all about trying to you know, just experience the different cultures. Understand, um, you know, even being a little bit of a tourist, right? And then you, you get you get more experience and you're really focusing on the business. And and I think, but what you learn over the path of of the journey is is really getting just an appreciation for the different cultures, the different way people, um, you know, businesses work, how um, how people interact, just. You know, some of the, the nuances that you probably don't notice when you're a tourist, you sort of pick up when you, you, do, you travel for a living, right? And, you, and you're operating in bus- with businesses in other cultures, different languages, things of that nature. So, so I think it's, it's really a maturity that you um, obtain over a period of time. It's not something that you just pick up like day one, is something that over time you start thinking about. Yeah, I
0: think uh, my experience been that it just kind of naturally happens, even if you have a like a, a concerted effort to attempt to learn and improve the process over time. There's there's a lot more kind of going on, but behind the scenes, or you know, that's that's imperceptible or subconscious that uh, you pick up and adjust to, and then. You know, four years into it or whatever, you you look back and you're like, man, I do this a way different way than I used to. Well,
1: and I think one thing that you know you you need to be aware of, and and again, it comes with maturity and experience, is that you know other countries don't have to have the same culture as Americans, and but you so with that in mind, you need to be respectful of that culture, and, you know, not try to impart what you do, how you do it, and all of your beliefs on these other cultures. I think that's, I think that's an important distinction as well.
0: But in some aspects, wouldn't you say, and like, what's your experience with this, that they do appreciate the, the, that you respect their culture, but that you also bring a different look or experience to them by your
1: American culture. Well, you definitely don't have to change the way that you operate, but y- you want to be, um, how should I say, I think just aware of the way that you act and the impact that it may have in certain situations. So you sort of me- need to measure yourself Against, against the specific country, the specific culture, and be aware of how your actions and your attitude and sort of the way you operate impacts the situation you're in.
0: And and having you personally uh, achieved a lot of success in business and and what twenty five years. Into a sales career, primarily, or maybe totally. Um, what uh, What would you say are some some lessons learned that that helped you
1: achieve these certain levels of success? I don't know. That's sort of a complicated question because it's it's been a, a developmental process over the years, right? You don't you don't have success initially. It's 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 sort of a micro pivot over time to to obtain certain. Um, um just obtain a a certain level of success right um i think at the end of the day people are people and you're dealing with people so respect um doing what you say you're going to do having an ability to ask questions and listen to the answers and then you know you position you position I- your product your service your uh, solution to to meet the demands of of the individual's um business but also that meets the personal goals of the individual you're dealing with
0: oh, I like that
1: um,
0: and identifying personal wins is something you've talked about a lot can you can you expand and t- and talk about that a little bit?
1: Well, you know, it sort of goes back to just the the whole complex selling uh, dynamic, whereas, again, you're dealing with people. So, you know, certainly when you are in sales, you're trying to figure out what a company or an entity's uh, value is generated from either your product, service or solution. And but you also have to identify the individual you're working with, what motivates him, What, where does this fit in his daily life, in his daily business life, That that you can make sure that w- when you're sort of positioning what you're selling, that it not only resonates for the company, but it also resonates for the individual. And if you
0: had to pick, one tool including but not limited to like reading mentors or just diving in the deep end but of course go wherever you want with it what has been some of the best tools that
1: have educated you on developing your process i think it's willingness to learn and tenacity of practice because you're never going to be good at anything unless you have resolve and that you were constantly working on the the final product, i.e. your capabilities.
0: That works perfect because the name of the podcast is Resolve. <laughs> and you know where I got that. And my, my intro speaks to um, the school that we both went to where every day we walked by a quote that said, you may be whatever you resolve to be. And, and I spoke to the fact that for me, I mean that was like really impactful for me walking by it and remember it, and it's just like burned in my brain and and that's why I'm so bullish and stubborn that if I really put my mind to it i could I can do anything,
1: yeah, I mean, just think about life I mean, you know we live in a new world today where I feel that people think um just because they've arrived that they deserve something and reality is in life in my experience is that it's about the work ethic it's about it's about going through the process and optimizing and and um, getting better on a consistent basis and learning from your mistakes because in in business especially in sales I mean you're going to be a bonehead you're going to make mistakes you're going to um, have errors of judgment so having self-reflection, identifying, you know, how to, to change that, and learning from experience is how you're going to gain, um, success the next time. And,
0: uh, somebody sent me an article recently, I think I may have sent it to you,
1: where they were talking
0: about there was a study, and, and a professor was doing sort of a sociology, or social experiment, and, he told half the class you'll be graded on the quantity of art like paintings or whatever that you produce and the other half you'll be rated at the end of the semester by how great and exceptional one painting that you can do and and who do you think uh ultimately produced the the highest quality work the people who like analyzed and attempted to develop or the people who were uh, graded based on the um, quantity.
1: Well, I think I don't, I don't know the article you're talking about, but what I would think is that the more you practice, the more you um, uh, quantity that you d- you uh, us- you completed, the end product probably was better because that, it's it's right. hard to it's hard to get everything it's hard to get things right the first time.
0: Yeah, that's right. That w- that was uh, that was like the summary of the article, and that was uh, who did the best was the half of the class that was graded on the quantity of work. And I think uh, li- I like that, the idea of diving the deep end and some of our uh, joint work activities together has been me having to dive in the deep end and, and figure out how to sell and how to work in an international market and things like that um, you know, with, with you as my excellent mentor. But what do you, what do you think you were saying? Uh, you're going to be a bonehead and make mistakes. What do you think are some, like obviously general, not just related to industrial sales, but I guess in, in the B2B context, what do you think are the most
1: common oversights or mistakes that people are making? I think it's, you know, one of the things from my experience is just getting emotional about things, right? Um, you know, you contact somebody and they're rude to you and, and you have two choices, right? You can, you can be rude back or you can say, well, you know, give this guy the benefit of the doubt or this, this lady the benefit of the doubt that maybe they're just having a bad day. So I, th- I think a learning from my side is just, just having some um, self-control and making sure that uh, you check your ego at the door because the reality is you confront someone in that type of environment. That may be the last conversation you ever have with that person. But, you know, if someone was rude to you on the first conversation and maybe even the, the third and fourth conversation, you know, by the fifth conversation, maybe that changes. Yeah, they they respect your... Uh
0: your continued engagement and sort of um, tenacity, I guess, is is one word that we come.
1: Well, I use mean, maybe, maybe you know, look, maybe you got to earn their respect. Maybe you got to you got to earn their um, willingness to take you serious and and spend some time with you.
0: Are you of the belief that uh, if you can sell in these international markets, which each have their own dynamics, that that uh, it would ultimately help you sell better in the U.S.?
1: Yeah, I think there's some learnings that you get in the international market. There's just some sort of unique challenges uh, with, with language, culture, um, just fundamental business um, challenges that you run into that gives you sort of a broader perspective and that's something that you can take to the U.S. market and you can lean on it and you can y- – you can. some of the skills you optimized are – can be utilized more effectively perhaps. Yeah, that's been a common thought of mine is
0: if, if we can overcome some of the challenges and, and selling for a U.S. business internationally is one bit, but also assimilating to the cultural challenges – Man, I think if you went back to the U.S. market, where generally, if there's a a, a nice, sweet business case for some for an investment, then then ins- people will generally buy and make that investment just based on the potential return. So, I think it would be more straightforward. Is is my uh, my hypothesis?
1: I think it gains you a little credibility as well. I mean, someone who has you know lived abroad, someone who has. You know operated in um, some of these markets i mean that's a bit of a calling card too right so you you just take the oil and gas industry i mean if you're working in the middle east you're working in the far east you're working in central asia and and you're dealing with some you know pretty large multinationals you know coming back and and sort of correlating um, an experience that you had in that environment gives you an opportunity to, um, generate some credibility with your, um, with your client. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, uh, I think an interesting
0: thing that I've observed is, is the, uh, the ability to have a, a network all over the world. I mean, kind of no matter where I am at some point, you know, there's, there's somebody that I know, somebody that I could meet for dinner, somebody that I can call upon and say hey i'd like to reach this person it's just it's interesting obviously making the world very small yeah i agree of course you do um so uh what it would have been um what it would have been obviously it can be difficult uh Difficult to travel internationally and and be on multiple time zone schedules um, What are what are some hacks that you believe like life hacks? I, I think uh, if I was to Say my assumption of one for you. It's keeping very organized and having a having a system to rely on so it, it uh, Cuts out some of the volatility, but w- like what else or maybe
1: expand upon that well, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think discipline is key, right? I mean, if you if if you don't if you lack discipline, then you're going to be become overwhelmed with the international travel. So, you know, it's the simple things, right? Um, getting your reports in on time, um, making sure that um, you know you check your email every day at a specific time and make sure you allocate the appropriate time to address some of the things that may be occurring in the other time zone that you're typically um, operating within so just having that level of discipline and and um definitely some systems you got to put in place i mean (laughs) there's all kinds of systems right but um i think one of the critical um, systems that should consider is action list right just because you're traveling doesn't mean that some of the some of the actions that you had ongoing or that presents themselves when you're traveling should be put on the back burner until you return because if you do that then there's just a a mountain building that creates a level of inefficiency that is going to stifle you when upon your return and it's going to impact you on what you're doing, and it's it's, it's going to create a, a level of stress as well that could affect what you're currently doing so again i I really think it just it, it, it falls down on do you have the personal accountability and the, and the and the discipline capability to handle multiple things at one time
0: yeah, I think um. Uh, that the stress that you speak of i mean it can be uh daunting you know even even seemingly um simple tasks when when they accumulate as you said because you're um in the whirlwind of of traveling and uh discrete opportunities and things of that nature i mean that those those seemingly simple tasks as they accumulate geez, they become daunting um what about let's say just aside from the, the technical sales uh, things of that nature, what a, what other type like travel hacks and uh, sleeping more eating good you know just maybe
1: maybe specifically travel related well, don't drink on the plane ah, that, <laughs> you that is your your fundamental yeah I, like I mean don't overeat on the plane, don't drink on the plane, I mean just you know. Get some sleep on the plane. I mean, these are these are just fundamental healthy things, right? You know, I see a lot of people. I mean, they're just like sitting there chugging the wine and and, and the booze the entire flight, and I'm like,
0: you're gonna ruin the first two days. I of the mean, trip. you're
1: gonna be you're not gonna be worth a shit. You know, the next the first yeah. first um, two days, or this is on the on the outbound or the inbound, and you know, it's I think I think just doing that, also packing appropriately. You know, don't overpack. You're never going to need more as much as you think you're going to take. I I have s- countless times taken so much stuff and then I come back and I'm like, I didn't even touch that. You know, things can be worn more than one time. I mean, look, you got to be, <laughs> you, you got to change your underwear, right? But you know, but give me a break. You can wear a shirt more than once, okay? And and a pair of pants. Yeah,
0: I mean that hurts too when you carry something all over the world and then. uh Jeez, you realize you didn't even use it. Yeah, the um. So you gotta go. Yeah, yeah, I gotta um. All right. Call Darren. Sounds good. Well, thank you, sir. Thanks.